sorry guys can you guys hear me now give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay i was sitting there talking and, it, and i didn't realize the audio wasn't going through see that's why i need y'all to tell me that there's no sound there's no sound so um let me know if you can hear me give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay i apologize for the audio issue in the beginning my apologies i'm so sorry for that so um so as I was saying before, let me repeat some of what I said so I, so you can hear it. So my wife and I had gone to see the movie The Woman King, and we went to see the movie The Woman King. And in order to just, you know, kind of give the film a fair shot, um, I didn't have any problem putting money in the pockets of whoever made the movie. It, it didn't matter to me. And uh, I wanted to just see what the movie was all about. You know, I felt that it wouldn't be appropriate for us to review the film without actually checking it out. You know, so my wife actually taught me into going to see the movie. She was the one that showed me some comments by um, Anthony Browder, a guy that I really respect, who seemed to really like the movie. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, we went to see this film, right? And uh, I showed you guys a picture earlier. I'll put it up again. This is the picture of me and my wife that night uh, headed to uh, go see the movie, or maybe that was on our way home. I can't remember. But either way, though, we did go out, we packed up and we went out to the movies. We don't go to the movies that much, you know, anymore. Most of the good stuff is streamed at home anyway. So we go to see this movie, The Woman King. And after we got back, uh, we did a full review of the film in terms of what we thought, uh, the pros and the cons. Um, just to summarize that, and you can check out the review, uh, the full review, if you'd like to go to voiceandaliciatv.com, voiceandaliciatv.com. That's our, our channel. Um, basically, it was interesting because I thought the movie wasn't terrible because I kind of knew what to expect. You know, I know how Hollywood is. I know what the agenda looks like. I knew that the film would probably be filled with narratives that were based on uh, mostly white leftist feminism, uh, based on uh, LGBT issues, transgender issues, maybe a Me Too moment or two. I, I knew that there'd be some toxic masculinity, uh, particularly from a black male um, in the film. And, it, and then the film didn't disappoint. It checked every single box when you talk about the white liberal agenda. You know, um, you know in fact, the it was really interesting. And this is something I didn't observe when I was watching the film, was that the arch rival of Viola Davis's character wasn't actually racist white people. You know, the Europeans were not the arch rival. The arch rival was actually a black man. And I and, and you have to really ask yourself, how is it that when you're talking about, you know, ancient Africa or not ancient, but, you know, the African history and the slave trade, how is it that the Europeans are not the number in public enemy number one? And so um, so with that said, though, you know, if you just like a, a good action flick with a lot of, you know, fighting and violence, I mean, <laughs> that's my thing. I like that. I'm a dude. I'm into that. My wife, however, is not like that. My wife's kind of a hippie and she really, you know, she doesn't like to see violence on screen. Uh, also, my wife is a big believer in things like black love. She's actually a relationship therapist. And uh, there she is doing speed date, a speed dating event. Uh, D1, the, the rapper, he's over there. He was there at the event, too. Uh, this is at the All Black National Convention. And my wife is really big on black people loving each other. She's really big on black people coming together and black men and black women helping each other to succeed. So one thing that my wife really didn't like about this film was she did not enjoy. And I didn't realize this at the time, but she said she said, I did not enjoy watching two hours of black women murdering black men. She said, that just wasn't appealing to me. That wasn't fun to watch. I don't want to sit there and watch that on the screen all day. So that was kind of the the overall conclusion of the film. I, I don't think it was terribly bad. Um, I, I just felt like I wasn't in the target demographic. Um, it could have been called maybe Wonder Wo the Black Wonder Woman. I, that's what I think, of, or Braveheart. Like if you took Braveheart and mixed it with Wonder Woman, uh, you would get this movie. Now, Here's the thing that happened after that. <clears throat> so after I did, we did our review, we spoke our little piece, we started hearing uh, from other people and other perspectives in terms of 
of of the film and and the true history of you know of of the, this tribe, <clears throat> the the Goji tribe of female warriors, and and just kind of what happened. Uh, so the first thing I saw that got my attention that was really interesting was when they showed me the writers and the creators of the film. And y'all know me, I get real irked when I see white people making movies for black people. I just don't like that. Um, I'm, I, it's not because I hate white people. I don't hate white people, but y'all don't make y'all don't let us make movies for y'all. Y'all don't let us make Jewish movies. Like we're not, you know, we're not gonna make a movie and say this is Jewish culture. We're gonna we're a bunch of black people. We're gonna make a film about the Holocaust. I don't know. Give me a yes or no. Do you think that the Jewish community would be happy if my black ass got together with with all y'all in here? Jerry, me, Jerry, Daryl, Brandon, Eddie Johnson. Michael Clint, 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 Peter, uh, and Midnight Nine Nine Zero Six Adelia. I need y'all to get together with me, Tamiko, and we're gonna make a movie about the Holocaust. Do you think that the Jewish community would go for that? What do you think? You think that they would buy into it? You think that they would all show up in droves and say, "We need to support our movies, y'all. We need to make sure we support our actors, y'all." Uh, you know, if I went out and got, because think about it, right? We could just get a bunch of Jewish actors and actresses and tell people we're supporting the Jewish community. We want to see y'all succeed. That's why we we hired all these Jewish people. And, but the writers have to be black. Do you think that they would allow us to create and write a movie about them, their history, and their culture? Do you think that they need us to tell their story? Give me a yes or no. I need to press this point home because some of y'all don't understand. Some of y'all get caught up in, well, you're being a hater, you're being a sexist. You're the, the reason that you think that something's wrong with me being honest about this movie is because you ain't never know, you ain't never known a world when black people own shit. You can't imagine a world where you, the only world you live in is in a world where black people don't own nothing, where black people don't control nothing. So you think that having a couple of black actors in a movie makes it into a good movie. And what you don't understand is that you're giving them the power and the ability to tell you who you are. You don't do that. You don't do that. Asian people don't do that. Jewish people don't do that. Other communities don't do that. But you do that. So so I'm not saying that this... Look, let me just say, I'm going to tell you all the truth. If you like Marvel movies, because that's kind of what it was, you know, it was <clears throat> kind of that same spirit. It's a prequel to the Black Panther in a way. Um, If you like Marvel movies, you'll like the movie. If you just, if you take the race out and take the agenda out, it's a heroic story. It's inspirational. It's they're overcoming an obstacle, fighting a, a you know a harrowing enemy, and a lot of stabbing, excuse me, stabbing and killing and character development and all that. That is totally cool. I mean, that's what the movie does. You know, and Trey says you donated your money to these white women. Well, guess what, Trey? You probably spent money at at least ten white businesses today and didn't even know it. You probably stopped at Popeye's Chicken on your way to Walmart and then went over to Home Depot. And <laughs> so, so let's not get self righteous here. Let's not act like None of us ever gives money to white people on any level because that's not true. It's almost impossible to do in this economy. Maybe in 100, 200 years, it'll be possible to, to completely evacuate the system. Right now, we're too entrenched. Dr. Claude Anderson explains that in Poweronomics. It's just a fact. But with that being said, you know, at the end of the day, it's very dangerous when you have a story this sensitive being told to black people by people who don't look like us. When it's being funded by people who don't look like us. Now, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'm going to share something with you guys that um, something's going to, part of it's going to make you laugh. The other part might make you cry. 
Uh, before I get to that, though, um, I just want to remind you all, if, you, if you're looking for something that, that is owned and run by black people, we're having the All Black National Convention October 28th through the 30th in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is the, the premier gathering of B1 people all throughout the world. You're not going to have a bunch of ignorant rappers there. You're not going to have a bunch of nonsense there. You're actually going to have black people there that want to build the community, black people that want to learn, black men that love black women, black women who support black men, and a black community that is going to control the 21st century and beyond. So if you're interested in joining us, I put the link to the tickets on my website, voicewalkins.com. So feel free to go take a look. I'd love to see you in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be epic. It always is. Every year it's epic. Now, with that said, let's get back to Woman King. Okay, so so Woman King, uh, you know, I, the conclusion again is that it's not a terrible movie. It's not horrible. It's not. It's not like it was badly done. It was a very well done, you know, piece of you know Hollywood theater slash propaganda. Everything they do is kind of propaganda, right? It's uh, they think carefully in business models about who their target audience is. Uh, their target audience was not me. Their target audience was maybe, uh, you know, maybe the the black liberal feminist. Uh, maybe the, the LGBT member, you know, which, by the way, the LGBT community, they deserve to be represented in film just like everybody else. I don't have any problem with it. I just don't want it so much in my face that you're calling me a homophobe because I'm not into what you're into. If I'm not into what you're into, leave me alone. You know, right. So so I, I so it, rep it represents that um, it represents it doesn't necessarily represent an accurate picture of history. And let me tell you why. Let me break some of this down for you. So um, so so well, the first thing in terms of the agenda, let me just make this quick point. Somebody shared this. I think my, my buddy Raheem Shabazz, who made a great black film called Elementary Genocide, shared this image. And he said, what if they made a movie called The Man Queen? <laughs> And, and I thought that was kind of a funny image. But then again, though, you know, uh, they, 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 I guess it could be done. I'm sure that'll be next on the menu. But um, in a more serious note, I read an interesting article in The New Yorker about this lady. This lady's named uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Now, Lupita Nyong'o is a well-respected actress who is Kenyan and Mexican, and she is uh, kind of the darling of Hollywood. She's one of the, uh, she was in the movie Black Panther. She is super talented. She was sitting right next to Will Smith when he got up and uh, pimp slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. And uh, Lupita is somebody that I think most people really like. I mean, give me a yes in the chat if you like Lupita. I like her. I think she's cool. She ain't hurt nobody. She's doing her thing. And I'm really proud of her. So Lupita was actually, did y'all know this? How many of y'all know this? Give me a yes or no if you knew this. Did y'all know that Lupita was actually supposed to play the Woman King? How many of y'all knew that before they went, before the um, showrunners uh, here went to uh, Viola Davis and got her to be the Woman King, that, that Viola was not her first choice. And, th and that makes sense, right? Because Viola is not exactly, um, you know, a young, sprightly woman that really works well for this type of cinema. It doesn't mean she's unattractive. She's very attractive, but she's also 57 years old. She's 57 years old. So so ultimately, uh, Viola was not the first choice. The first choice was, uh, and I think Lupita, I think she would have been a better choice. The first choice was Lupita. So Lupita was supposed to play the woman king. Now, here's what happened. This is interesting. There's an article in The New Yorker all about this that I encourage you to go take a look at. If you, if you Google search Lupita and woman king in The New Yorker, you can read the article. Uh, and I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. Well, the, the uh, anyway, in The New Yorker, one thing that they talk about, I'm actually going to try to switch my screen here. Uh, let me know. Give me a yes if you can still hear me okay. Uh, let me know if you can. guys hear me okay let me okay but the uh but lupita was supposed to play the woman king and what happened was lupita in order to promote the film she went to benin to do a documentary on the agoji warriors 
And so Lapita gets to Benin and she's like, oh, this is super dope. This is so great to, to learn about these warriors that represent, you know, strong black women and everything else. Right. And, um, and so, by the way, let me know if you guys can still hear me okay. I Sometimes when I switch stuff, I get real paranoid about the audio. I want to make sure I'm coming through okay. Can you guys hear me okay? Give me a yes. Um, so, so Lapita goes to Benin, and she's all excited about doing this role and, and everything else. And when she's there, she starts hearing stories about the Agoji. And people start telling them stories about how the Agoji uh, warriors, the Amazon warriors would come to, uh, would come to their village, uh, or, or come to, you know, the, the, these are stories, I guess, that pass through history and through tribes and things and that they were brutal as hell. Like they were incredibly brutal. And despite what the movie says, the movie tries to give this insinuation that they were against the slave trade, that they were fighting, you know, that they were a bunch of feminist warriors fighting to end, uh, human trafficking of black people and from what i understand that is not true at all that it's the complete opposite of history they made a ton of money trading slaves they never stopped doing it they never walked away from it like oh this is bad we're not going to do this anymore and so the movie that was the area where the movie made a massive historical pivot to the point where they ironically get you sort of admiring these women that were kind of like female pimps you know the same the same as the dude in Chicago who, you know, who trades, who brings immigrants into the country so he can make them into, you know, I don't know, R. Kelly slaves. You know, th this is the same type of thing. They literally would, would send tons of people to the Europeans to be uh, put in the slave trade. So Lapita was so disgusted by what she saw that she said, I can't, I can't do this movie. I'm not doing this movie anymore. She backed out. And that's when they went and got uh, their second choice. That's when they went and got, um, we got this one guy, Viola Davis. So, so, so the, the reality is that I don't think here's what, here's the, here's the bottom line on this. I don't think Hollywood needs to be telling black history at all. I just don't, I, I really, I understand. I know we get excited. Like, you know, we get excited about black people showing up on screen. Like everybody's pumped up about the, uh, the little mermaid being black. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be pumped up about it. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch Disney movies. We're not hardcore like that over here. My daughter watches Disney movies and I don't turn the TV off and say, what the hell is this on my screen? That, I get it. Disney movies are good, you know, but but having a Disney character that is black is still a character that is owned by Disney. Disney owns their black characters, their white characters, their Mexican characters. They own all their, their European, they own all their characters. So, so. To me, a black Disney character is still a Disney character. That is not a black owned entity. And, and what you have to do is you have to be real careful about, you know, thinking like thinking like a like a backward gangbanger. You know, and, and what do I mean by that? Well, you know, a lot of times you'll hear about, you know, gangsters, so-called gangsters talking about I'm, I'm going to die for my block and you on my block. I'm going to kill you over my block. This is my block. We control this block. But they only own the damn block. Don't own no property on the block. The white man comes right underneath them and can sell that block that you and your grandma have been on since the 1970s and, 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 and think nothing of it because you don't really own the block. But you've taken some sort of psychological equity in the block. Mentally, you are attached to the block. You know, spiritually, you feel that this is your block and this is all you got. And it's kind of sad when the only thing that you feel like you actually own is something that isn't even yours. Like, seriously, what do I look like being in love with a woman who don't love me back? 
how do I look being in love? What if I said I I love Alicia? That's that's my wife. I love my wife, but she's she's not my wife. She's somebody else's wife. <laughs> that's not that wouldn't even make any sense. I'm not going to invest that much energy into loving something that that doesn't belong to me or acting like I own it and getting attached to something that I can't have any influence over or control. And we do this a lot when it comes to cinema. A lot of people talk about shows like Different World and we say, oh, that's our show. That's a black show. That's a black show. No, it's not. It's a white show with black actors. There's a difference. And so what I'm really saying is not so much a matter of telling you to boycott all of Hollywood and every black actor in Hollywood. What I'm saying is be conscious about supporting the black owned film creation and distribution companies that are out here that are creating black characters that really are yours. Like, do you really think Disney is the only animator? Give me a yes or no. Do you think Disney is the only animator that has created a black character? That, yes or no. Do you know how many black animators there are out here that have been creating black characters since the 70s and y'all don't know nothing about them? They get no support from you. Did you pay them no attention? You ignore everything they do because you're looking, you're waiting for racist as Disney. Look at the history of racism. Look at the history of Disney. Walt Disney did not like your black ass. He did not design a, one single character for your black ass. When he created Walt Disney, he wasn't thinking about you. He was sitting supporting Adolf Hitler and saying, I hope we can exterminate black people too. So just be clear. That's the history of Disney. Go look it up if you don't believe me. So do you really think that Disney is the only place we can get a black character or a black person on screen? If you think that way, then that pretty much makes you a white supremacist because you're committed to this false notion that white people can do all these amazing things that you can never do. White people can make a movie, but you can't. White people can tell a story, but you can't. You know, do you really need that? Think about it. Do, do, they, you, you need them to tell your stories, but do they need you to tell theirs? Do they sit around and say, God, we 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 have a story we want to tell and we want to put some white actors on screen, but black people won't let us do it. We need to find a black person who can green light the movie and give us permission to tell our story. Not only do they not need your permission to tell their story, but they don't even want your black ass telling their story. But because you're crazy enough to let them tell your story, then they're like, OK, I'll do it. So so I, I really just kind of think as black people, we have to process these things. Um, I'm going to just do a quick you know, summary real quick on, on my thoughts on this. And before I do that, uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And as you guys know, uh, to support everything that we do on this platform, we have a black owned business and we actually got together with some black experts and educators and created some financial flashcards that you can use with your children to teach them the fundamentals of wealth, to teach them how to start businesses, to get them started on all the things that captains of industry can do. You got to get them started young. You guys know my background. I have a PhD in finance. I was on the faculty of Syracuse University for 13 years. And I can tell you that the children that do well economically in this country as adults are children whose parents prepare them early. So in between basketball camp and football camp and everything else that you're paying money for, I hope that you'll also take some time to invest in the things that are really going to make a difference in your children. One day your kids are going to grow up and they're going to get frustrated by racism just like you and you want to give them a way out. So feel free to go to financialflashcards.com. Uh, we, we can get you started. We can help you help you and your child. All right, guys. So 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 in, in summary, let me just give a quick conclusion on this. Uh, if you can hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. The conclusion is this. I want to make this clear. I did not dislike the woman king. 
Uh, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I know some of y'all might think I'm a I'm a sellout. You know, I, I know I've been called a sellout, simp, punk, everything else online. It's fine. It comes with the territory. You know, I, you call me a name, I'm gonna call you a name right back sometimes. So I could be petty too, but I'm not gonna be petty today. I'm just gonna be honest. I did not hate the movie. I did. I really, I really didn't. I didn't feel like it was just like, oh my god, this is so terrible. I need to get my two hours back. No, it was like, okay, I get it. It's like hero, heroine. Um, you know, lots of fighting, lots of girl power. You know, I don't, I'm not against girl power. Just, just be clear. This is for everybody who thinks that all black males, straight black males like me, who speak on things like this, are a bunch of sexist men who are filled with toxic masculinity. No, that's not. That's not how I was raised. Uh, we, many of us, and give me a yes in the chat if you if you understand where I'm coming from. You know, many of us were raised around our mothers and our grandmothers and respect our. We want to respect and protect our daughters. We we love our sisters. You know, so so this notion <clears throat> that men like us should be labeled, you know, as as these these toxic masculine, you know, these guys filled with toxic masculinity and everything else. That's just false. That's just not true. We stand next to black women. We will be the ones who go to battle for y'all under any circumstances. So so let's just stop with the nonsense to say that any black man who critiques a movie like this is doing it because he's sexist. No, no. It, it, what I'm saying to you is that when they get you riled up with these narratives where you're literally supporting movies that show two hours of black women murdering black men so they can have their liberation, you're really adding to the destruction of the black family and the black community at large. You know, why can't black women be strong? I, I don't have any problem with girl power and woman power and women doing amazing things. Why? There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't erase us from the equation while you do it. Don't act like we ain't here with you. Don't act like we don't matter and that we're just a bunch of bumbling idiots who can't hold a candle up to y'all. No, you know what? I stand right next to my wife and we fight our battles together. You know, and, and that's what we do. She's a superhero. I'm a superhero. One does not have to annihilate the other. And this is one of the reasons why some of these Hollywood agendas are very dangerous, because let me just break this down for you. Give me a yes in the chat if you can still hear me. OK, let me know you can still hear me. I want to make sure you guys can hear me. All right. Um, <clears throat> in this film, I'm going to give a quick little spoiler. So cover your ears if you don't want to hear it. But at the end of the movie, here's what happens. I want you all to listen to understand how deep this is. At the end of the movie, when Viola Davis finally kills the villain, who is a basically a heterosexual black man, she ends up murdering the man who was the father of her child. And then at that point, she's better off because it's her and her daughter against the world. Tell me that does not directly correlate with the narrative of the single black mother in America. I got me and my babies because <clears throat> their daddy ain't shit. And now that we don't take out the daddy, we're free to just do whatever we want to do. So ultimately, I encourage you to just pay attention to these narratives as they're presented to you because they're very, very harmful to black people. And they're feeding them to you in Hollywood because they're trying to get you wrapped up in their gender war. I don't want to be wrapped up in any of that because I don't think that reflects who we are. So anyway, guys, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Share, subscribe if you have not done it yet. Um, again, the, uh, the you can go to boycewalkins.com if you'd like to join us at the All Black National Convention. We meet October 28th to the 30th in Charlotte, North Carolina. I put the tickets um, on my website, so feel free to join us there. And I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Take care now. Peace.